Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hey, everyone. I'm your other host, Caitlin, and welcome to Sky Talkers birthday episode. Woo woo! <laughs> I'm so excited. I love this episode. We say it every year, but I just really enjoy that our birthday is at the beginning of the year. It's just and great. I'll forever be yeah a broken record on it. I say it every every anniversary, every birthday episode, but it's, it's still true. <laughs> it's just nice to reset, to redo our dinners, to talk about the past mm-hmm. year in a in a forum. I don't know. Usually at the end in of the forum. year, it, it's funny. Just, Do we have a quorum here? <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the year, I feel like we. Sometimes in December, when everything is so crazy, we try to figure out like what we want to do for the year. And it's always like, oh, we'll just save that for our anniversary episode. That's like too much similar. Anyway, this is boring, but I cannot believe that we've been podcasting for seven years. I know. I know. It's, it's, um, it's a lot. (laughs) Seven years is, is, a lot it's of a lot. time. Yeah. It's a lot of time. And yeah, I'm excited for this episode because we've kind of switched things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a regular listener and have listened to our past birthday episodes, uh, we usually do like a listener Q&A that can kind of be about anything and everything. Um, we do like our dinner party and then a listener Q&A, but we, we've changed it a little this year for something new. And maybe we'll go back to the Q&A next year or the year after, but I'm excited for for what we've switched up this year. Yeah, sometimes you just got to switch it up and to keep mm-hmm. things fresh and new. Fresh. And yeah, I felt like we didn't need to do another Q&A, so we can do that sometime soon about a different topic and keep it more focused. And I'm really excited to talk about our dinner party and yeah. the rest. So why don't we jump right into it, Caitlin? Let's go. Okay, so part one is our dinner party update. Part two, we're going to be going over our favorite episodes from each year of the podcast. And part three is things we're looking forward to. So without further ado, let's get started. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Hello, and welcome to part one, where it is our Skytalkers Star Wars dinner party updates, which is such a fun, honestly, kind of a stressful uh, part of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) as we prepare for it. Uh, I feel like I've really been challenged the past couple years with my dinner party. Um, But Charlotte, for those listeners that are brand new to Sky Talkers, what is the Sky Talkers Star Wars dinner party? So the dinner party question is something that we ask all of the guests that come on our podcast. And it is something that Caitlin and I used to, like a little game that we used to play in long card rides, which is basically if you could have a dinner party with five people from the Star Wars universe, real or fictional, alive or not, who would you pick? And the object is good conversation. So in the past couple of years, Caitlin and I have brought our favorite filmmakers. We've brought George Lucas. We've brought Ryan Johnson. We've brought Hayden Christensen. We've brought the whole gambit. And some <laughs> in it's been a really fun tradition for us. And each year now on this anniversary episode, we come up with a different dinner party for the year ahead. Yeah, and it's always it's always really fun. Uh, you can see all of our past dinner parties uh, up on our website, skytalkers.com, where we put them all. 
But this year, Charlotte and I decided to do something a little different as well with our dinner party updates. And we put a stipulation on the <laughs> dinner party, which we've never done before. Highly controversial. <laughs> uh, for our guests, there's never any stipulation on the dinner party, uh, whether they've been on Sky Dockers before and come back. You know, it's there's never any rules about we say five people to your dinner party, but it can really it can really be up to five. That's kind of the only rule. Some people bring one person, some people bring three or any combination. And Charlotte and I have never had any stipulations on our own dinner parties, except for this year when we decided that we would make it a rule that we have to invite all new people. So we can't invite anyone that we've already invited in the past, which if you're a listener for a while, you know that we have like the same heavy hitters. Yeah, the heavy hitters were the, the classics, the Sky Talkers. Like every year. Yeah, the Dave <laughs> Filoni, the George Lucas, the I think Ryan I brought, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I think I brought Kathy Kennedy last year. Like, you can get it. We're interested in the behind the scenes, okay? But yeah. I, it's all changing this year, potentially. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can't, we can't invite anyone that has already been invited to a dinner party, to our own dinner parties. So like if there's someone that's been invited to Charlotte's dinner parties before, they're a fair game for me, but no one else. Anyway, I'm super excited. I hemmed and hawed a lot about the last one person, the last person on my invite list. And I, was brainstorming who to bring. And then I went to go back and check our list. And I invited this person in 2017. Oh, and I was no. like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I had like carefully crafted the vibe of my party too. And I was like, this person, I just feel like is going to be a good, going to be good in the mix. And then I had to, I had to reset. I had to completely reset. Did you really completely reset? Okay. I, I, no, not, sorry. I misspoke. Not completely reset. I just had to get rid of that last person and, and figure out a new fifth fifth edition. Right. Okay. Well, do you yeah. want to go first then? Lead us off? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm really excited for this party. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, parties in the past, Charlotte and I have had the goal of like getting information and about what's coming down the line. But I find that the past couple years, well, that's not true. I had a couple years where I really just kind of wanted gossip, not so much behind the scenes information, but straight up gossip. <laughs> and now I really just want a good time. So this is my, this is my list this year. Number one is Amen Esfandi, aka Ezra Bridger, which I think will just be, I, I could just have a dinner with him and it would be so fun. Amazing. Number great, <laughs> great, great choice. Number two is Daisy Ridley. Okay. Which again, I think they would be a really fun combo. Number three is Dexter Jetster. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> number four is Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Okay. And number five is Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black? Oh my gosh. Literally. <laughs> oh, that's a good choice. That's I, a good one. I'm so, I can't tell you. I'm so obsessed with this dinner. Um, it, I just think... Amen and Daisy and Phoebe and Jack will be like such a good time. And then Dexter Jetster, this is also like a little bit of a shout out to Charlotte and I's friend group of uh, some of our friends, uh, Savannah, Kristen, and Tori. If you know, you know. Um, but I also think that Dexter would just be like, I think he would not even realize that like he was not from this galaxy. He would just be having a good time. <laughs> and I think everyone else would also have a really good time with Dexter. And we would just 
I don't know. I just think the vibes are immaculate. And I think this would be like a dinner party that's up until like 530 in the morning. Absolutely. You know, just so much fun. Okay. Is Dexter making the food? Um, I, I don't think it starts out that way, but I think at like three in the morning he's making. Yeah, the food. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, the Jack Black yeah. edition. We need to talk a little bit more about that. Oh my God. I, when this came to me, like a vision, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is it. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything clicked. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just think Jack Black would be. He's Jack Black. You know what I mean? I just think it would be such a good time. Like, I really just think this would be such a fun dinner party. And I think everyone would vibe well together. It would it's be kind so of chaotic. Funny. Everyone is, I know. is chaotic in their own way. I, I know. <laughs> Daisy is the least chaotic. But I think in this crowd, she would become more chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, yeah, I am ready to have a really good time at this dinner. And I could see this dinner easily being in like a Chili's or an Applebee's situation. And we would just like tell the waitresses that we would shut down the like give us the key. We'll lock up when we leave mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. Wow. That's a good dinner. Thank you. I have to tell you who I almost put on my dinner party. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I decided not to was um, the guy who runs the Mighty Java Collection Instagram <laughs> If you've been following us for the past year, our obsession is the Mighty Jabba collection on Instagram. It's one guy who collects Jabba the Hutt merch and it's unhinged. It's great. It's also, it's fully hinged, actually. It's not unhinged. Our obsession with it is unhinged. His yeah. his collection is um, organized, beautiful, yeah. looks great, photographs beautifully. Like It's, it's all great. <laughs> and yeah, I would love that choice for you. I know. I just, I don't really know his true vibe. Absolutely. This is very fictional. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That feels not that fictional. (laughs) Right. It's a little too real. If you're listening, let's talk Jabba, you know? I don't think he's listening. Uh, He's Um, he's not listening. (laughs) Anyway, I just had to share that he at one point was also on the dinner party list and maybe one day that'll actually happen. I love that. Thank you. Okay. Are you ready for mine? I'm so ready. All right. I um, have to say yours is lively, chaotic, fun. Also, I don't think I picked it enough that it's interesting that you're, have, you're having Daisy there. Are you wanting to get more info about the future? I mean, you have Eamon there, you have Daisy, you have potentially Jack Black could return in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Who knows? No, I have no wishes for okay. information. Got it. Um, if it comes up, great. great. Uh, but no. What about no. tea? Yeah, I think some tea. Again, I think like the like the eleven thirty hour at night. Once you know, like the the Applebee's margaritas have really kind of fully hit, mm-hmm. then I I think that some tea will be spilled. But then I think we'll like laugh it off and like move on to like a stupid joke or something. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly yeah. how. It, that's the best kind of tea, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my Star Wars dinner this year. In the past, mine are pretty boring. We have George Lucas, we have Ryan Johnson, we have Dave Filoni, <laughs> we have potentially Hayden Christensen, potentially Natalie Portman. I usually always bring a woman to the dinner. Last year, I brought Kathy Kennedy before I brought Leslie Headland. Okay. So if you're like, why is Leslie Headland not on this list? It's the year of the accolade. I've already brought her guys like twice. Okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a big fan. All right. So I did something different this year. 
I'm so excited. And what I did different it is in one camp boring and the other camp different for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the thing that's uh, different for me is that I went all fictional. So there's Ooh, no, there's okay. no real people here. Okay. Okay. The thing that's boring is I'm going to go down the list and you're going to be like, oh, all boy. right. <laughs> can, can I predict the list? Yeah. Padme. Shut Leia. <laughs> You've already brought redeemed Ben Solo, so I don't know if you're bringing like Kylo Ren as like a family therapy situation, but... All right, ready? Don't go any further. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) number one, Ahsoka. I'm bringing Ahsoka to dinner. Oh, great. Yeah, I feel like a lot of my feelings about 2023, I know that we will continue to reflect on this, is I felt like I didn't get to express enough on the podcast publicly ever how much the character Ahsoka means to me. And last year was the year of Ahsoka. Loved the show. So she's the number one spot on dinner this year. And I, I don't that. is it Ahsoka era, like the show Ahsoka era? I don't Ahsoka, know. Or I don't okay. know. We can let's discuss this after you hear the okay. full dinner. Okay. All my right. st- my thought originally is no, it's Clone Wars like season mm. seven Ahsoka, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um in her jumpsuit. Yeah, I could be swayed. Okay. Okay. Number two is Ray. Um, Perfect. Number three is Padme. <laughs> Great. Number four is Leia. Okay. And number five is Anakin. Amazing. I thought we were going to go all like a ladies night out. No, but... see, that's the thing. I, I invited Anakin because I thought it was – I felt like Ahsoka would feel a little separate from Ray. Mm-hmm. And Leia potentially, and I wanted Anakin to be there for Ahsoka, you know. And Aww, that's I, cute. I also think that it's it's just an interesting vibe. Like we have we have a couple generations, okay? yeah. Um, people who are like quasi Skywalkers too, like <laughs> right? Like I, I don't mean that in the, as a slight to Ray at all. I kind of was really re- oh, referencing Ahsoka, yeah. Ahsoka there actually yeah. because I think Ahsoka was also like raised by Anakin. So I just think that. There's there's a lot there, okay? Um, but it is I, – I just have to acknowledge, yeah, it's kind of boring. These are my faves. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I would also have liked to have Luke there, but I chose Anakin over Luke because I thought yeah, that, that it would be juicier. Text. And that's why I chose – that's just another reason why I chose Anakin because of mm-hmm. Ahsoka being there and Padme as well. Yeah, I think we have to do like Clone Wars era, both Anakin and Ahsoka because yeah. – then we run the risk of like some family drama and like the night ending in tears. I- I'm okay if the night ends in tears. I <laughs> Years can be just like a fun time and mine can be like emotion. Yeah. Emo- like super really emotional. Like- yeah. Like the candles are lit. Like we're going to yeah, work fine through with some that. stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I feel like you should want to kind of think that you should have this dinner at your apartment. And okay, I think great. you should whip out the, um, mm-hmm. the friendship, like, friendship yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Let me just explain that. For the past couple of years... I have been playing with a bunch of friends, the friendship deck, which is this like card game that you can get. It's not even really a card game. It's just a deck of cards that have a bunch of deep introspective questions that you're supposed to talk about with your friends. It's really fun and it gets people talking and it's it's great. It's a great way to get to know your friends on a deeper level. And I would love to play the friendship deck with (laughs) Anakin, Ray, Padme, Leia, and Anakin. A lot would come out at the friendship deck. Right. Anakin, would you extrapolate a little bit on your relationship with your mother? (laughs) (laughs) Let's do that. I think Ray would be the one who feels left out. She would be like, 
you know, I really, I don't think I knew enough about these people before I took their last name. <laughs> That's exactly, it's almost like kind of when I want to do it too. Like, Ray, you need the education about the trauma. Like you have, right. you have a lot of trauma yourself, Ray, but this is everyone else's. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. I also, I also want Ray to take the Padme Tiki mug that you have. <laughs> and then I want Anakin to be like, I'm sorry, that's reserved for me and take it. <laughs> sure. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm excited about this dinner. It was a fun little challenge. Yeah. And, um, maybe I can, Oh, I have one more thing. Ooh, okay. A couple of listeners have suggested we bring Merle the cat, the loth cat, to dinner. Yes. Two people have suggested – actually, I think it was more like three to four people have suggested this to us in the past day. And I think this is a wonderful idea. I didn't want to take up a space with Merle because – I know, yeah. She's just a cat. I mean, she's, she's the cat. best cat. But, she, you yeah. know, I wanted to bring in some drama, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Merle doesn't really provide the drama. So I am saying that Merle is there. She's there. Yeah. She's at everyone's feet, you know. Um, so Merle is at my dinner. I will say this is terribly ironic because last year I tried to have B2 as an add-on to mm. my dinner. Mm. And you were like, I don't know about that. I don't know. Mm. Um, How do you feel? Now, are you going to throw it back at me now? No, because I was like, let me have B2 <laughs> as the add-on. And you were like, that's six spots at your dinner, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess in my head, I, and this is probably what I said, I did not listen back <laughs> and revisit this episode, but I was probably like, no, droids are their yeah, own entities. Yeah, liberation for droids. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think that yes. a, a pet is a pet. Like a pet is going to be at your feet, like, at, you know, when you're having a dinner party. So mm-hmm. that's right. that. I don't think droids okay. are pets. I think droids can be sort of, I, I don't know, in, in, in the place of like what we consider to be pets in Star Wars, mm-hmm. but they also are their own people. Mm-hmm. And not okay. saying Merle isn't her own person, but, you know, she's her own cat. <laughs> we're, we're really twisting ourselves Yeah, it's here. too much. I'm, I'm going down Merle has to come. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, uh, I want to be too there. I'm 100% for Merle being there. I think that Merle will be a good, uh, like, therapy pet at your dinner. And I think that Merle will enjoy sitting under, under the table at my dinner and getting scraps. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, good yeah. dinners this year. Super different, different yes. vibe for this year. So what is this energy that we're carrying into 2024 <laughs> then with these dinners? A chaotic, serious energy? I don't even know. Chaotically serious. That's like an inner, you know, those those like chaotic neutral, like chaotic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chaotic evil, lawful yeah. good. What is this? <laughs> unlawful good? Yeah. Unlawful good. I love that. Actually, I think that's Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Honestly, yes, I think so. I like that's how you describe at least like the rebellion in Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love that. All right, great, great. That should, yeah. All right, that's our theme coming into 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that note, let's move into part two. Great. Okay, so welcome to part two, where we're discussing our favorite episodes from each year. Caitlin, this was your idea. We haven't done this before. So do you want to explain it? Yeah, I think, you know, I said it pretty succinctly. We're going to pick our favorite episodes from each year. 
Um, I don't know. I thought this would be kind of a fun reflection. You know, I feel like Charlotte and I are still kind of like getting back in to the swing of things from uh, the strike. I mean, that was almost it was almost six months, more or less, that we were kind of on full hiatus, which is a lot. And honestly, I think we're still kind of getting back into the swing of things with podcasting. So it felt like a good opportunity to kind of go back and see what kind of stands out to each of us individually from the past seven years, six years, and what episodes, I don't know, yeah, stand out to us as important in the life of the podcast or just important for each other. I don't know. I, I really have no idea what episode Charlotte picked. I was going through the list and making it myself, and it was so hard to kind of pick one episode that I would, like if a new listener, if I were to recommend them one episode personally from each year, it was kind of hard to nail it down because uh, I think we have a lot of really great episodes in our back catalog and one episode per year is so challenging. There was also particularly a couple years where I was like, this was a good year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to see what you've picked. Uh, when I was going through it, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I feel like Charlotte will pick this one. So I'm not going to pick it. Uh, but I feel like I picked multiple for each year, honestly, as some honorable mentions. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to to see what what we reflect on. Me too. Okay. Should we start with 2017? Yeah. Yeah. The first uh, year of the go first? Yeah. The first year. Um, yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So the episode I chose from 2017 that I thought was really meaningful in the life of the podcast and a real turning point for us, I guess, was the Last Jedi full trailer reaction episode that was recorded in October oh. of 2017. I think I look back on 2017 and that was our first year of the podcast. A lot happened in that year. We went to Celebration in Orlando and um, we got listeners and it was just like <laughs> wild. I didn't never expected for our show to be successful like right away. And it kind of was. And I look back on that year and I'm like, whoa, that was crazy because we had no idea what we were doing. We were trying all these new things. We were trying to find our voice and figure out what we wanted to talk about, how we were going to talk about it and everything. And this reaction, I remember this episode, I stayed up all night editing it after I had flown back from, I don't know, a trip. I don't remember where I was, probably Disney World. And on the on the plane, the trailer dropped during some football game. And I was on a JetBlue plane. And I was able to watch the trailer oh, yeah, on the this. plane. Like just yeah. as Ryan Johnson intended me to watch <laughs> it on the smallest, <laughs> oldest little screen on the like a headrest screen. This trailer that actually changed Mm -hmm. our life like I, honestly so I look back on that and I think our analysis was great because we had a lot of ideas and I honestly I think that's what makes really good analysis like uh, speculation speculative analysis not necessarily analysis like that comes later obviously when the full piece of art is told but mm -hmm. our reactions towards this trailer and it is such a good trailer really we're is. really thrilling we're so excited we I don't know. It was just, there was so much energy. It was also where we really started to be like, they're doing Raylo. I think this is Raylo. <laughs> and that was like the very beginning of us talking about it. I think that was again, I think a turning point for the podcast because 
a lot of people that we admire listened to that and shared it. And that was huge. Sharing our podcast still remains to be like the number one way to get, not to plug this at all, but it reminded me of like, wow, that really was topical and like put us on the map sort of for the mm-hmm. podcast and like set us on the path that we're on right now after that. So really thankful for that episode. And like I said, stayed up all night rec- uh, editing it and I wasn't as good of an editor as I am now. So it was just like <laughs> took me so long and not even that I'm a good editor. I am not, but the, yeah, it was just a lot. And so much of that I think about back on that time. I don't mean to be spending too much time on this, but so much of that time period was like such a labor of love. I would want to edit at all hours of the day. I'd be wanting to do making, I don't know, I'd be wanting to make documents about upcoming podcast episodes and like ideas were flowing and I sort of miss that. And I feel like, like Caitlin mentioned after like going through our hiatus and like not podcasting and being on the strike, it's like, it was interesting to remember this time period when it was like, the Star Wars movie that was coming out and everyone was so excited and the energy yeah. and fandom was like so palpable. And I really miss that. And it's like fun that we have that recorded. It makes me emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good episode to pick. I remember uh, everyone analyzing the fire because when yeah. uh, when Kylo <laughs> oh said, reaches out his hand and then the next shot is Ray. I, I used to know this trailer like verbatim. I know. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. It's but like, oh, it's me or... Um, something about, oh, you need a teacher or you need yeah. training or I'll train something like that. And then the next shot is Ray, but she's in it. She's in a different background and the fire is different behind her. And there were so many like Twitter analysis threads about that. It was wild kind of breaking down that, that trailer. And I think that is when we first started like seriously looking into like Raylo metas and stuff like that. Cause we weren't, we were always aware of it, but we definitely weren't on that, on that side of fandom quite yeah. yet at that time. Totally. So it's a good episode to pick. I I had also picked the Last Jedi episode, but I'm gonna pivot to okay. my other one since we've talked a little about about the Last Jedi. The one I picked was reporting from Star Wars Celebration Orlando, oh gosh. April nineteenth, twenty seventeen, which is is well established lore in the Sky Talkers <laughs> world of our emotional roller coaster. I can't say I recommend this episode to go back and listen to, but I feel like for you and I, that trip was one, we have been doing the podcast for about four months at that time. So we were meeting people. We were trying to like tell people about our podcast <laughs> at celebration um, while going through these like very emotional ups and downs. And I remember I don't know. I just think that that trip solidified a lot for us going forward with celebration, like how we approach it, which I think that our celebration prep episodes are honestly, um, they're really fun for us to do. And and a lot of people find value in them that when we've done them. And I think that 2017 celebration really informed a lot of how we approach trips together, honestly, and celebration specifically and how we talk about celebration to other people. I don't know. I think it's kind of a seminal episode or a trip for us in like our adult life and with the podcast as well. And I don't know. I think that was, there are so like many fun tidbits that I don't think we talk enough about from 27. We kind of always approach it with like, whoa, that was a lot. But we had like, we had paid so much money for these big bumper stickers that said like Leia shot first and one of our like very first shirts, which was girls just want to have in-depth discussions about Star Wars with the fun crossed out. 
And we would like go around to people and like cosplay, like heavy duty cosplay and ask them to hold up the sticker and like take a picture. We were hustling. That's sort of what I was hustling. Like we were really hustling. And it's just funny to it's it's really fun and amazing to look back like literally seven years ago and be like, that was fun. That was so great that we were doing that. (laughs) I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And also, that's the year we we've had we had the best hotel room of any celebration experience. We've I'm chasing ever that had. high. I'm chasing that it high. Forever. It was a suite. <laughs> we we got somehow we lucked out. They like just put us in like the corner room that happened to be a suite. So we had so much freaking room. And every year we talk about this when we go to a celebration. We're like, maybe this year we'll like have a repeat of 2017. I mean, especially in London this year when we had actually I- the world's smallest room possible. <laughs> like truly wild um yeah yeah, so I I just think that it's more like what the episode represents in that like entire experience I think was just really fun and I have such great memories of driving down to that celebration because you had picked me up uh from grad school and we had like driven down I remember we were in our Panera era so like you had brought all these Panera sandwiches and we we like didn't stop I don't think we stopped once on that drive down no we didn't we just talked we were so focused on getting in line for the right before oh, yeah. midnight yeah. so that we could get into the panel the next day. It was crazy. And we I think we talked like the entire time. Like, you know, like road trips, it's like a music. It's a singing situation. No, I feel like we talked about Star Wars the entire like six and a half hours down there and then like ran into the convention center for the all night line of of horror. Um <laughs> Anyway, I really love that episode. I love our celebration episodes, honestly. Um, I really like those, listening back to them for the memories. Yeah. Um, I will say my runner-up, the one that I was going to pick for The Last Jedi, was our immediate Last Jedi reaction Mm -hmm. because I think that episode is really great. It's the beginning of recording reactions in our car um, after a midnight showing. But I think what's really fun about that episode is we had two showings that night. So we did one showing, came to my car, recorded in the car, went back to another showing, and then came back and recorded again. And I really think you can hear the wheels turning in our head between those two recordings of, I really have no idea what I just saw in this movie. And then working through how, like the beginning of our obsession with The Last Jedi starting in that episode. And I mean, it's it's also the stuff of legend. I mean, this is when you got sick on the side of the highway. Outside the anxiety of attack. <laughs> <laughs> I had like so much anxiety and like stress about this damn movie because I was so excited. <laughs> it was like an excitement headache. And then I got sick. I'm so like, I'm almost like sick of talking about that. But it I is know. like, it's part of it. You know, so it's funny. <laughs> I love because obviously we're not recording while Charlotte is like getting sick, of course, but we're sit we're sitting outside the waffle house because she needed like fresh air and we're talking about the movie, but you can hear like the semi trucks. <laughs> not the semi trucks. <laughs> crazy. So funny. So but situational. Really- <laughs> Live. Yeah. I think that episode's really fun in the, in that sense. Totally. Yeah, it's it's history, baby. It is. (laughs) I just like I when I think about these time periods, when I think about the years of 2019 and 2017 and honestly, 2018 too, years of a Star Wars movie coming out is just so exciting. And I I want to feel that again. (laughs) I just I really, really want to feel it again. 
We will. And we're going to talk about that later, but yeah. we will. Okay. All right. Okay. So 2018, moving right along. My choice for 2018 is the Revenge of the Sith novelization episode. Yes. This is the one I thought you were going to pick. Okay. I'm so glad we're in sync. Okay. So yeah. I chose this one because for Caitlin and I's many decades long year friendship, um, I have always been obsessed with the Revenge of the Sith novelization since it came out. And uh, Caitlin had never read it. And this was the forum in which I basically forced her to read it because it was like, <laughs> you have to read this. We're going to do an episode on it. And we finally did it. You loved it. It's so amazing. And I was really proud of the episode. I remember being really stressed about it beforehand because I had pushed this so much on, I don't know, I had pushed the agenda of the Revenge of the Sith novelization <laughs> so much that I'm like, oh my God, how is this episode going to live up to that? Um, to the hype. And I remember being proud of it. I, again, I haven't listened back um, and I'm sure I'd say different things today and I would love to revisit the novelization if that ever came up again. Um, but I I really loved that and it was a really fun experience. Yeah, I think that is a really I think that's a good episode and the book is incredible. So you kind of you kind of can't have a bad episode about the book because the book is so good. Yeah, it's true. If you just like, read some quotes, you're like, damn. Dang. And then yeah. that's it. You All know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. I remember I would do like live readings of the book on Twitter during that period too. And yeah. people really liked it. Yeah. Um yeah. Okay, so the episode I picked was the Last Jedi Q&A episode because this is the fateful episode where we said we were officially Raylos. OMG. And it was like the biggest deal ever. It's genuinely. so silly. It's so silly. I know. It's so silly. But we – this was – we had done – four earlier episodes or three earlier episodes about The Last Jedi and we're capping off our like Last Jedi discussions with a Q&A. So it was an entire episode of Q&A. This was – the episode came out February 3rd, 2018. So the movie had still only been out for a month. So if you were in fandom at that time, it was like – it was just constant about The Last Jedi. It didn't matter that it had been a month since the movie came out. It was just constant. And we had so many questions in this episode and that people submitted. And so many of them asked us point blank, like, are you ever going to say that you're a Raylo? Are you a Raylo? <laughs> and, you know, if you were online too, and even today, there's so much vitriol towards the Raylo community. And it was, it was honestly a really big deal to like say it. And I remember you had said, I remember you had said, um, I'm worried that if we say that we're a Raylo, if we're Raylos, that that will pigeonhole our podcast. Um, because up until this point, we were still kind of like the new kids on the block and we were still, people still called us the prequel podcast. And it felt really clear online at the time that if you were in the Raylo community, that you were going to be ostracized. Honestly, that's like, I don't mean to Again, be dramatic. Like, it is so crazy because, yeah, no, but it actually was like that. It's just, yeah, really crazy to look back on when as I say all the time, like they, they literally kissed, like it's fully canon. <laughs> and I, I feel like to put so much emphasis and stress about this part of fandom, it's so wild in retrospect and how much stress mm -hmm. that caused and everything. And I mean, we, we talk about it like, and it's a, it's an identity and I don't ever want to like downplay what it is like to be in a community and things like that. But I look back on that and I'm like, it was so, so much stress was so silly for what 
ended up happening, right? And mm-hmm. what ended up happening after that episode was like people were very happy and like that's great, you know? But even just yeah. what ended up happening in the story, it's just like I don't I hope that people don't remember like I hope that people remember the like true ups and downs of what it was like to experience the sequel trilogy fandom and like mm-hmm. those movies coming out in in sequence it was just so crazy like things that were that we talk about now or we don't talk about now we were everywhere um before I don't know yeah, I, I just think that, you know, there's always all of these like pockets of like if you're really invested in a fandom, there are obviously all of these different pockets that you can be a part of. And the Raylo community is obviously one that we're very involved in and very passionate about, too. And so it's wild to think that at the time we were I think we like knew that obviously the like other people in the Raylo community would obviously be really happy to like have us in the fold <laughs> and we're very welcoming and like yay glad you've glad you've seen the writing on the wall congrats <laughs> um but i think it was uh, worried about what everyone else would think too which was also just a great uh exercise or moment for us of hey this is your show um yeah you want to be successful with it and like have lots of people listen to it at this point but uh you also started it to talk about Star Wars how you want to and this is something you want to talk about so you know like push forward rip the band-aid off and it's going to be okay you're going to do things your way and yeah yeah it it sounds ridiculous now but at the time it it was a really big deal honestly and we talked about it a lot before we recorded that episode totally yeah I think I wrote down which I never do. You did. Yeah. yeah. You, what you were going to say. Yeah. Crazy year. Was 2018 one. was a another hustling year where ideas were just like bouncing everywhere about like what The Last Jedi meant and this and all the different things and all the things that we can rip apart from it and discuss. There were so many facets to that movie mm-hmm. that demanded hours and hours of discussion. Literally so many hours. Yeah. God. <laughs> The hours are still adding up today, but so many hours. Right. Um, can I give you my runner-ups yeah. for this year? Okay. So my runner-up is kind of a, a wild card, which was the last shot book discussion. Love that one. I love this episode. I love this book so much. I was kind of blown away by how much I loved it. I thought we had a lot of like good discussion in this episode, but it was also a really fun episode. We had like a secret part four where we just talked about baby Ben Solo and that felt really fun. And the author, Daniel Jose Older, live tweeted listening to this episode, which was crazy. Um, and I just, I really love that book. And I really love that discussion. And then my other runner up was Dissecting the Crawl, which is a personal favorite <laughs> of my, of like the Sky Talkers hyperfixation episodes, I guess we should call them. I really like the Crawl episode. And I think it's, I think it's a really fun episode. And one I would like to revisit, honestly. Um mm-hmm in the future, like maybe in a couple years, give it a couple more years to kind of sit <laughs> in the back catalog and then we'll do it again. Love that. My runner up was actually Ahsoka's Lasting Impact, which was our episode mm. where we talked about Ahsoka and we had a lot of listeners write in to us about what the character Ahsoka means to them. And some of the ones we got were like so emotional. It was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just, when I was scrolling through, I was like, oh yeah, that episode was really emotional. And I forgot about that because I know that we had we had talked about for a while we wanted to do an Ahsoka episode a a character episode about Ahsoka and um yeah we talked through some of our personal feelings in that and 
it was it was a great one. I enjoyed doing that one a lot. Yeah, that one that was a really good episode. That was almost on my list as well. Yeah. Okay, 2019. 2019. Um, why don't you go first with this one? Oh, okay. Uh, the one I picked was Yoda Three: Voices, oh. Destiny, and Sacrifice. Okay. Yeah, that was from August third. 2019 it was the end of our summer series that year which was all about Yoda I think this episode really the whole summer series but the kind of culmination in Yoda 3 I think really kicked off a lot of our thoughts about the force and a couple months later we would have our episode weird force stuff and I think a lot of what we were kind of marinating on in Yoda 3 would continue to come up in future episodes and even now and I honestly think that that episode the summer series was such a good it was a good exercise for us to take something because at the time like we we've talked about before but and me personally, I like didn't get the obsession with Yoda. And so to kind of take that question and make it into our summer series, I thought it was really fun and honestly like a good idea to take something that we weren't, that wasn't necessarily like the top of our list when it came to our favorite things in Star Wars. And to make honestly like a really, like I'm really proud of that series, the Yoda series we did that year and the research we did into it. And I really liked ending on this really trippy series of episodes from the Clone Wars. And I don't know, I think it it's probably one of my favorite, it's probably the top of my summer series that we've done. I really like the Yoda series. It's so crazy that that same year we were introduced to Baby Yoda and we had no idea. Like right? it really That's is wild. so insane. I always forget that. It's just insane. Like I just wonder if anyone from Lucasfilm saw us doing that series, which they probably didn't, but what if they did? And they were like, they might know something. And we literally did not. <laughs> it was so crazy because we had gone on this long journey. Basically, you had gone on a, a long journey about mm -hmm. why do people, why are people obsessed with Yoda? What's the history of this character? What, what were the character designs? And where has he shown up and how does his character evolve? And that's what we did. And so to get to the end of that, like you said, and come away from it being like, I really like the character of Yoda and here's why. And we learned all these new things and everything. And then it was like, oh, here's this groundbreaking new character and he's the same species as Yoda and everyone calls him baby Yoda and he's going <laughs> to like rule the world in the same year. Like, are you kidding? It's it's Isn't just it? some some stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, maybe fate and like destiny like does exist because <laughs> that feels so serendipitous. It's so crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So my episode that I chose, and this is why I wanted you to go first, because I, I'm shocked that you didn't choose this one. And that would be the lightsaber color theory episode. I, you know, I felt like I talk about the lightsaber color theory episode too much at this point that I couldn't pick it. Yeah. So Caitlin felt really strongly. She read this book about color theory and... No, the it was literally just about the color blue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> great. Which is still great because blue is a very dominant color in Star Wars and lightsabers, whatever. Um, and this episode, I thought you you particularly did a great job with the research and the extrapolation yeah. and discussing it. And it was a really popular one for us. And I think it was our first episode in the year, too. And we really started off 2019, like on our really high high. I remember being like, damn, this episode, Caitlin really, she had an idea and we're, we ran with it. And it was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and people really liked that one if you haven't listened to it yet. I'm sure some of the ideas, because I know we talk a little bit about the lightsaber crystal and like things like that in that episode regarding the last Jedi. Cause we were in between movies there. 
are some things that are speculative in it, um, but that's fine. And I think that it was just a really great episode. I learned a lot and I still think that whenever um, you like using color to analyze certain frames and everything in Star Wars is very helpful when I'm watching a new Star Wars, I guess. Like, I, I don't know. That was a weird sentence, but it was, it yeah, was a good well, episode. It was a really fun episode. And I feel like we do a lot of like character analysis on our show, but to have to add in that visual analysis with, with something like lightsaber colors and to really focus on it explicitly. Uh, another a great hyperfixation episode <laughs> on Skydockers. And what's great too is that episode came back around with visions with, is it the ninth Jedi? When their lightsabers change color based off of their intentions, mm-hmm. which is, like, I wish we had had that episode when we did the lightsaber color theory episode because that just blew my mind. Um I thought that was such a, a great use of the lightsaber and to kind of switch up the use of a lightsaber in in that Visions episode. Um, but yeah, there's such a, there's a lot of really interesting, I think the lightsaber color episode, lightsaber color theory episode has like a lot of interesting resources that we wouldn't normally use because it's about color theory and not necessarily Star Wars. So it's definitely interesting in that vein. Okay. My runner up was, I had two runner ups was Concealment. Again, I really, I like our themed episodes. I think that is a really good themed episode, actually. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a lot of excellent speculation in that episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well it would hold up now, right. but I think that, I think we were we were really clicking on some stuff in that episode. <laughs> and then um, this is like a personal shout out, but I had to include my Kintsugi audio meta yeah. from 2019. Um, the only episode that it was just me and not you. Mm-hmm. It was great um, though. I mean, I edited yeah. it. So. Yeah. You did. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was an exciting one to record. And then the meta that I did write uh, that was up on our website um, because they put it on like Screen Rant or like E or something like that. They like pulled a quote from it. Uh, that thing went everywhere, Caitlin. It was. It really, it really did. It, it was um, on Reddit. It was on E. It was on Screen Rant. It was like, it was literally everywhere. And yeah, man, we just have. There's a lot of Kintsugi now in Star Wars. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so gotta gotta pull that one and and uh, yeah, include that one. Love it. Um, okay, so 2020. So I said earlier, I was like, there are years that are really good. 2020, while a terrible year for the globe, um, it was a good year in podcasting for us, which sort of makes sense. At least I think it is because I was struggling to find not struggling, the opposite. I was overwhelmed with all the choices that I wanted to choose. Mm-hmm. So I chose, perhaps you can guess, I chose the one that I felt really strongly about to do, which was the question of, is Solo a heist film? Yes. I thought you were going to pick this one or Star Wars and food. <laughs> <laughs> that one's just silly. That's a holy <laughs> crap, like... There's a global pandemic. <laughs> right. Let's, let's talk about space pairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a solo heist film was like a labor of love sort of episode for me because I had found out about this blogger online and like honestly through my work, I had found this out and I was like, that would make a really great Sky Talkers episode. And then basically the entire concept, if you haven't listened to it, is it's one writer's list of different criteria that makes a movie a heist film, not just an action adventure film, but like what makes it 
a genre in the heist film and they use a lot of examples like all the oceans movies and things like that and what's a perfect heist film and what's like a mediocre heist film and I thought it would be fun to go through whether or not Solo was one and I know that people might have been like why are you doing Solo and not Rogue One which is very heisty but I thought Solo would have been more fun and it it did it was. It was very fun to go through <laughs> all of the different pieces that make up this genre. And something that was fun about it also is that that writer found the episode, reached out to us and was like, loved your analysis. I haven't seen Solo. I will watch it now. And then he did. And he emailed us again and was like, you're, all your points are right. Great. Maybe I'll <laughs> add it to my website. I don't know if he did, but I love, I love that sort of communication with listeners and people who we cite and this has happened many times before through books that we've cited and things like that so um but that was that was really fun um I really liked that one I don't think yeah, a lot of people was... listen to it but it's fine I it was again a labor of love <laughs> it lives with our dissecting the crawl it episode. does <laughs> uh, yeah um, no that episode was really fun you um you totally thought of that episode completely and like going I think it's always fun to kind of have a standard of something, anything, and then kind of put Star Wars up against it. Not in like a which is better sense, but like does this pass like a litmus test of, you know, is this a is this a heist film? And I kind of thought it would be a little straightforward. But as we were going through the episode, there was a lot of nuance and a lot of, well, if you look at it this way or you look at it that way, you know, we could check this box or we could not check this box. And it was a really it was a fun, different kind of episode for us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what was yours? So the one I picked is I picked The Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore Part 2, The Phantom Apprentice. Yeah, pivotal. From Pivotal from (laughs) April 25th, 2020. I just feel like this was us at our best. (laughs) Like such good I think I had COVID during then too. So (laughs) in April? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or like I had just come out of it. I think you had just come out of it because yeah. I, I feel like you had COVID like literally March 2nd. I know. Um, <laughs> but I just think that we love speculation and I think that our best conversations when like looking at TV series specifically is this kind of episode before the penultimate episode, like three episodes before the end because I think you and I just get such satisfaction out of Like we're almost at the end, but it's not the finale yet. So how are things going to wrap up? Where do we think they're going? What things still have to be tied up? What are the characters doing? And I think with, especially with season seven of the Clone Wars and Ahsoka and where it was all going, everything that was revealed with Darth Maul and the Revenge of the Sith timeline of it all, I just think like our brains were going a mile a minute in this episode and... Yeah, I think I, I think this is our sweet spot in TV series uh, analysis and speculation is this kind of right before the last two or three episodes. And yeah. I, I had such a good time. The Watching the Clone Wars in 2020 was such a godsend. And this episode is still probably my favorite out of the Siege of Mandalore, both in, in the actual TV show and then in our podcasting life. Totally. Yeah, that one was so good. I have runner-ups for this year, mm. too. Okay. My runner-up is our Nostalgia episode, which... That was my runner-up. Okay, great. So we did two episodes about Nostalgia. One 
it was like one of the only times basically that we did a follow-up immediately that had to do with data that we actually took ourselves <laughs> through uh, like a Google sheet basically um, about whether or not all nostalgia is good or bad and the best uses of nostalgia and things like that. It was a really fun exercise. And I don't think, I think what I took away from that episode is that you can't look at nostalgia as all bad and nostalgia that you feel, I don't know, good about is totally, I don't know, subjective. Um, and then I also said our Vanessa Marshall interview. Oh, which yeah, that was a good, was that really was special. A, it was special. It was special. Yeah, I like that one. Um, that was a good roundtable. And she was so Not generous. roundtable person, Caitlin. Or, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, she's been on the podcast twice. And twice, the next yeah. year it was the roundtable. But this one was pure one-on-one, just us. And she cried talking yes, about her Rebels castmates. And her dinner was the Rebels cast. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, yeah. how sweet was that? That it that was, was so such sweet. a moment because we were. It was during the again, like really deeply entrenched in the pandemic too, and that was we really talked about that on the episode. It was just, it was great. It was such a. Yeah. I felt really connected to her. Yeah, no, I agree. That was a great uh, interview and just like a great conversation with mm-hmm. her. Um, yeah, and it, it was really sad because it was like, oh, like I would love to have a dinner with my cast and like I can't right now, like none of us can. Yeah. So it was kind of like that connection there of, of what we were all going through at the time. Right. Um, yeah, I had also picked our nostalgia episode, uh, both the nostalgia and nostalgia, the data. Um, is, yeah, it, it's just an ongoing conversation that we're all always having about Star Wars as it continues to move forward and and, you know write new stories and honestly rewrite old ones and visit new old characters and stuff like that. So, uh, I, again, I think that would be a good one to come back to in a couple of years and like rerun the survey and see what people have to say. Yeah, fully. Okay. 2021, you go first. Okay. This one was really hard for me to pick. I really liked our 2021 episodes, but I picked, I picked, the episode that came out on December 31st, 2021, which was Duel the Fates, a comparison and discussion. I picked that one too. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I think this episode was just such a fun thought exercise and how often do we have more or less a full script? You know, who knows if it'll ever be officially confirmed who wrote that script or where it came from, but you know, uh, to be able to really kind of go plot point for plot point and compare and contrast uh, Duel of the Fates and The Rise of Skywalker was honestly really fun and really uh, like a great thought exercise, honestly, in what what the story could have been and how our analysis would have changed and just, yeah, just thinking about these two different stories. I remember I was like, I think we need to do this, Caitlin. And you were like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to talk about The Rise of Skywalker in this way. And I was like, I think yeah. it's therapeutic for us to talk about it this way because <laughs> we need to have a comparison of like what could have been. And yeah. wow, guys, <laughs> dodged a bullet. <laughs> so it was, uh, but it was, uh, I, I sort of joke at that. I think we took it pretty seriously and we went through each plot point thinking, does this work? How would this have worked? Uh, how would we have felt about this? We don't really know, but we can sort of guess. And I really enjoyed that episode a lot. It was really yeah. fun. <laughs> it yeah, makes and me there were definitely do an episode about Leah Brackett's Empire Strikes Back script because mm-hmm. yeah. I think it would be similar. 
um, maybe not as intense, but it, I think it would be kind of similar. <laughs> What's crazy is that, like there were things in Duel of the Fates that were like, oh, maybe maybe uh-huh. I would have liked to have seen this instead. And the Mortis stuff. Hello. The Mortis stuff. The Rose for one thing. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really feel like you needed that episode is kind of my point. And I think that we walked is, away I, from I, it being like, yeah, I did need that. I needed like two years of deconstruction. Yeah. <laughs> and and this was part of that. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I had almost put our, our breakdown of Tross in my 2020 pick because <laughs> I like dragged I, you through. Yeah, literally. To be fair, I was really sick. Yeah. Too. I could have had Cursed. COVID. Cursed. It came out in January 2020. I don't know. I was sick with something January. horribly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they I think that the trust critical analysis, one is the longest single recording we've ever done of like five and a half, six hours straight, literally straight of six hours of recording. Um and I think that that was an important episode, like looking back of just, I don't know, we we very rarely come into contact with Star Wars where we don't like the sum, the full end product uh, completely. Like there are always pieces of Star Wars that come up in stories that we wish were different or um, were changed or weren't there at all. But usually we come away enjoying the whole. And at the time it was like, wow, this is the first whole product that I don't like. And how do I kind of honestly, like, how do I reconcile my fandom (laughs) with that of something I put so much stock into? And I think what I really like about that episode is the fact that like, three days before Tross came out, we had had Annalise Ophelian from Looking for Leia on the show. And if you've never listened to any episode or Annalise Ophelian talk about anything, you absolutely should look her up because she has such a way with words that is just incredible. And I remember her at the end of that episode, we were talking about, oh, are you excited for the movie to come out? And she had said, yes, but I'm trying to hold it loosely. She had like this lovely way of saying it, like I'm trying to hold it loosely in case it's not everything I think it should be. And I think back to that and I'm like, wow, I should maybe take that approach a little more often (laughs) about things, you know? And I don't know. I just think, yeah, I not to like go back to 2020, but. I feel like on the one hand, I think at least I just spent a lot of time talking about how like I actually miss when I didn't hold things so loosely from the very beginning of our podcast and things like that. But I do think that that is, we would probably have been better off mentally if we had gone into the rise of Skywalker without a little loosely. Yeah. Yeah. A little loosely without like 25 hours, whatever of speculation and just like a lot of stock that went into that. And I feel like at the same time, like there's nothing more, incredible about being really excited about something and yeah totally and And I balancing those things is hard when you're a Star Wars fan and that's what you're dealing with yeah exactly and I think it was I don't know it was like wow I can I'm still a huge fan like this is still such an important part of my life even if that's something I don't enjoy as much as the others and for a period like actively really hate it if I'm being honest now it's not like that but you know in 2020 it it definitely was Mm -hmm. but I think that the analysis episode of actually being able to break down all of those reasons not in a mean-spirited way because we in fact spent 20 minutes at the beginning of that show talking about how we were not being mean-spirited and not trying to be mean-spirited um It's just important, I think, because when you're with something like Star Wars that is so long lasting and now that we've been doing this for close to a decade, um, 
it's it's like it was bound to happen, right? Like we we needed to come up with something, not come up with something, but come across something, I guess I should say, that did not jive for us and learn honestly how to deal with it <laughs> and be okay with it. And that's kind of where I feel like I am now. So it, it's all, it's and yeah, Jewel of the Fates was kind of like the cap on that probably. Totally. Yeah, it really was. Okay, so my 2021 one that I chose that wasn't Duel of the Fates was your San Anselmo history episode, which Caitlin Caitlin did a great, uh, how, what would you say that was like retrospective about Lucasfilm's impact on this town in California and how George Lucas lived there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the park that he made and all the impact that George Lucas had on that town and that aligns with what Caitlin does in her day job and it was really cool to see those things intersect and we need more of that yeah that I thank you I really like that episode um and we'll talk about it more in part three but I do want to do something else in that similar vein because yeah. I had a good time and we actually got a lot of really great feedback on that episode too which I kind of thought we we wouldn't honestly just that it's just not everyone's pretty specific cup of tea. yeah it's very specific and it's like I was literally like let me talk about some buildings that were demolished <laughs> and a park <laughs> constructed <laughs> so it's not kind of typical but people were really nice about that episode um so yeah I really like that one um, yeah, it was great. The The backup one that I had was our Star Wars Marathon nesting viewing order. How did we, um, one of us not mention that? I'm mentioning it now. Okay, great. <laughs> I love It was going to be my backup if you said Duel of the Fates. I thought you might pick Duel of the Fates. I love this episode. We were actually together when we recorded it at my family's house in Florida in a closet. It was great fun. It's the last time that we've actually done a Star Wars marathon, a full Star Wars marathon together. And we came up with this nesting viewing order that I'm honestly still super obsessed with. And I truly recommend to anyone that I come across in my day-to-day life when we're just talking about Star Wars. I'm like, you should try it this way next time you watch it. Yeah, I love that. We need to do that again. I know that that's mm-hmm. something that we want to do is revisit that order. That also got a lot of attention, going to be honest. That order is like, did, referenced yeah. a lot. And I, I, we stand by it. It's a great way to incorporate the sequel trilogy into your viewing order that's not sequential. It's great. Mm-hmm. And also, to your previous point, it made it was like another chance for watching The Rise of Skywalker and revisiting that. And it was sort of a yeah. softer landing. It was good. It was part of the journey. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, so 2022, I chose the second episode of the Essays on Carrie series that we did. I picked. Gatekeeping the Past. A a seminal essay. Yeah, it was, I think I cried on that episode. It was so, I haven't gone back and re-listened to it recently, but when I was going through, I was like, I have to pick that one. I remember the feeling of recording that, editing that, and putting that out, and it was one of those, oh, I'm nervous about this one. Hope I didn't say something wrong or like. I don't know, stepping out of line and not saying something perfectly right. And, but really, that was all about our feelings as being women in the Star Wars fandom, learning more about Carrie Fisher and our series about essays on Carrie. If you haven't listened to it, there's a book, an academic like essay collection about um, fandom, Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia. And we went through a bunch of essays. It's not, we're not finished with it. It's an ongoing project and analyzed all the essays. And this one particularly was about gatekeeping and 
how as women, and you can disagree with this if you want, but I've definitely felt this as women, you will never be seen as the ideal Star Wars fan. And how do you reconcile that as someone like Caitlin and I who have been doing this for seven years and love spending all this time talking about Star Wars and consider it a major passion of ours? And how do you reconcile that as part of your identity when you don't necessarily fit the mold and all the examples that come with that. And it's so much, right, Caitlin? <laughs> like, yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. I really like our essays on Carrie uh, series. There's three episodes in it all from 2022. It's definitely something that we want to uh, go back to, but yeah, I was like, I feel like I need to pick one of the episodes from the essays on Carrie uh, and part two, the gatekeeping the past was, was the one that I picked too. Cause I just think it's, I feel like it's, it's honestly a conversation between Charlotte and I of like reflecting on our past in the fandom and what we've seen happen online, what we've experienced in our real life, how things have changed, how they've gotten better, how they have stayed the same. And also viewing that through the lens of our own relationship to Carrie Fisher, which has changed a lot over the years. And we talk about that too, um, especially in the first episode of the Essays on Carrie series, but also in the second one too. Um, it's just, they're really interesting, thought-provoking essays. And again, it's it was kind of, it's almost like one of our hyperfixation episodes because it's taking just one like 10 page essay written by a professor and kind of going through it and reflecting on what it means for us. And yeah, I really like that one. It is, it was kind of like intense feelings reading yeah. it and then talking about it too. Can I just um, say before you share your other one that if you're like, oh, I really want to listen to that, but I haven't read the essay, don't worry. We made it very clear that you didn't need to read the essay, which is basically paywalled by academics to read the essay like we go through it we summarize it we talk about quotes and things like that it, yeah we read a lot of quotes yeah I don't think you would be lost it. about the context of it it's a great essay book too our friend Sarah from Friends of the Force podcast had actually posted about the book first and that's how we found it um and then both bought it immediately but exactly. it is it is like a 40 50 book mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. anyway but In 2022, we do a lot of it's probably more expensive now yeah, we do a lot of contextualizing and read a lot of quotes from it too. So I think I think you can follow along if you don't have the book. Um, yeah. Uh, the one that I picked my backup was our Hayden Christensen interview. Of that was my backup too. Oh my gosh, we're so insane for 2022. <laughs> so my other backup was the Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> oh my God. Um, How did I not put that one down? That was... Well. I... Yeah, the Star Cruiser one is just kind of like a personal holy shit moment, you know, yeah. as I'm sure most of you can imagine. Well, same with um, the Hayden Christensen one. Hello. I mean, 2022 yeah, was a big year. <laughs> it was a bit. And we, were, we had Celebration as well. I mean, the Hayden Christensen interview was done at Celebration. It's not in person. It's still virtual. I uh, just need to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were there. Anyway, the Hayden Christensen is like the nexus point of everything uh, for our show. So it's what made you a fan. And then you made me a fan. And that now we're here doing our podcast. So yes. kind of felt like he had to be included too. Right. Yeah. That was... I, I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> I went back and re-listened to that episode, which I actually haven't done at all. I, I go back and listen to our episodes a lot. Not usually like far back like usually it'll just be within the past year but I went back and re-listened to this one and then I also couldn't re-listen to this one <laughs> because I heard him say my name and I was like okay I gotta turn it off now <laughs> and it's time to <laughs> and we're done, done. 
hi hi i was the last person because you had gone first in our round um and then they like went through all the other the other outlets which we were very lucky there were only three of us four counting the two of us um in in that round table um but they they came back around to me so i was the last person to be like hi hayden i'm caitlin from sky talkers and he goes hi caitlin and i was like okay that's enough for me (laughs) i'm gonna turn it off now (laughs) like couldn't handle it (laughs) so crazy so crazy i just remember that one where my mic went out and he was still so gracious and i left all that in because i was like you have to see how nice he is guys everyone needs to know he gave us but what you couldn't see is that he gave us two thumbs up in the screen when we got it reconnected he's like all good anyway Uh, and it was all good it really was all good (laughs) it's like stupidly grinning like it happened yesterday i know (laughs) that was crazy i remember crying afterwards it was like oh my god i can't believe that yeah the the adrenaline high was insane so yeah that one had to be included we had to talk about that one Mm -hmm. totally Okay, 2023, baby. We made it. 2023, we've got a bit of a truncated list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we ever? (laughs) Why don't you lead us off? Okay, I picked this one for selfish reasons. I picked uh, POV, you're packing for Star Wars Celebration Europe. I picked this one for selfish reasons because I honestly just have a really like good memory of recording it, like you and I recording it as like talking to my best friend for an hour and a half or however long it was. Like it's just a fun episode. It was a very fun episode. We like had a drink and we were just like so excited for celebration that year. And I don't know. I just I think that's a funny episode. Like I feel like we were kind of clicking on our on our humor, on our delivery. And I just <laughs> I just have a really like good memory of recording that episode. And like I said, you know, in 2017, that celebration episode, um, people like really enjoy our celebration episodes and like the prep ones that we do for it. And you and I always kind of worry that they get kind of repetitive, but people still seem to really enjoy them. And I don't know, like I said, that episode just had like a lot of fun recording it. And it's just like a good recording memory for me. So that's why I picked that one. Great one. I, that one was really fun. I remember recording that. And We'll have to wait until 2025 now. What the heck? I know. To record you know what? It's going to be that that POV. No, that one's going to be really long. That one's going to be, be really unhinged. long. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. So just prepare now. Mm-hmm. So anyway. My choice for 2023 is the analyzing the end credits music episode. And this was a suggestion from a listener, Colton, who's a good friend. And he suggested we do this a while ago. And I was like, Okay, I'm definitely putting that one in my back pocket. And we did it. And I loved it. It was so similar to the way that we analyzed the crawl. These two episodes are sisters, brothers, siblings, bookends, if you will. And it also was a good one because I have so much anxiety around like period. No, I have so much anxiety (laughs) around uh, talking about music and like the technicalities of music. I can talk about literature movies plot points story anything like that for hours on end and be confident in it but music I've played instruments I can read sheet music but for some reason I feel like it's out of my depth I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like this that episode in particular forced 
me to sort of accept those anxieties and be like, we're just going to talk about the music and the way that it makes us feel and how we feel about the end credits and all these different pieces. Cause they're such unique pieces that John Williams has written for the end credits of all these movies. And it was really fun to discuss them. And again, it was, it really pushed us out of my comfort zone at least. Yeah, no, totally out of my comfort zone too. But this was one of my backups as well because it is a, a fun episode and it is completely different for us, like like Charlotte said, out of our comfort zone and and was just kind of a nice bookend to the crawl episode. You know, we start with the crawl. Now the end music, they go together. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was a really, uh, really fun one. And yeah, Colton had suggested this like years ago, honestly. And it was mm-hmm. fun to finally get to do it and kind of rip the bandaid off and be like, all right, I don't know everything about music, but we're just going to go for it and see what happens. Right. And, and it was totally fine. And it was great. <laughs> like, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I'm proud of the episode. Obviously, we put it out. So it was great. Um, my backup was the George Lucas and Steven Spielberg episode, too. Yeah. Loved that this year or last year now, I guess. But that one was a fun one. I liked doing the research for that. I like any time I can research Star Wars. I have so many freaking books about the history of Star Wars. And <laughs> anytime I can pull them out and just surround myself with the books for an episode, it's just really fun and makes me dust off some of these books that I'm just accumulating in my apartment. You know, I love that. Yeah, I really liked uh, finding out more about George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's Norman Rockwell collection from that episode. And the fact that they casually hosted a whole Norman Rockwell exhibit with the Smithsonian. Right. I bought the book. Yeah, we both did. It's it's great. It's such (laughs) a good book. I'm like, this is great. There's so many things in our podcast and... I hope this doesn't sound too insular, but something that has been really great about doing a podcast for seven years is it really has taken my fandom from what I thought was the high to like the next high where I feel like I am learning something every time we do an episode that will affect my daily life. Like I have brought up that Norman Rockwell thing a lot to a lot of Mm -hmm. people. And as someone who spends a lot of time in Massachusetts, like it's just like very that came into my life. Some other things that we talk about can always come into my life and um, nothing exists in a vacuum, I guess, when we do these podcasts, put them out in the world and we spend all hours preparing for them. Right. And it's always so gratifying to see how like I've learned so much from doing this podcast and every year. So new. And I'm, I'm happy with all the choices that we made for each year. I know. Um, me too. My, what a breath um, of play. If you might say, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you weren't sure you were gonna say that at first, and then you just well, I was of... gonna say a breath of episodes, and I was like, wait, I can say breath of play. <laughs> Explain breath of play, Caitlin. Breath of play. So Charlotte and I have been really lucky to interview the director and writer for writers for the director and writer, two separate people for the Lego, the Star Wars Lego movies a couple of times now, actually. And they're so lovely. The second time we interviewed them, was it about, it was about the Star Cruiser when they went on Star Cruiser and it was a great episode. They didn't um, do, they didn't, sorry, Caitlin, they didn't go on the Star Cruiser. That was the whole thing. They did the, Lego, the Lego special about the Star Yeah, Cruiser. the Lego special. I'm sorry, yeah. the Legos were on the Star Cruiser. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in that uh, interview, one of the things we were asking them about was, I guess, like the tone of Legos or something like that. I don't even remember the question, but they said this phrase of Lego has this breadth of play. And Charlotte and I just like, me specifically, like really latched on to that phrase breadth of play and it's just become 
I, I think for a couple months, it was just all I could talk about was breadth of play in Star Wars. And I just went, I brought it up every chance I could get. Uh, brought the play, brought the play. We both did. Um, I'm pretty sure anyway. that was when we were in San Francisco, actually. We did that. It, yeah, it was when we were in Napa because yeah. we went to like some really fun restaurants and we'd be like, oh, this menu has breadth of play. It fully no has joke. breadth of play. No joke. Honestly, uh, every yeah. restaurant. I'll say, <laughs> Caitlin and I went to the French Laundry, which is did, like yeah. one of the number one restaurants in the country and in the world, maybe. And that menu, yes, Thomas Keller, his menus have an amazing breadth of play. A breadth of play. <laughs> We sat there for like three hours in this really like the nicest. It was like a honest. I have to acknowledge a very much once in a lifetime opportunity, and it was truly wonderful. And it was our post COVID travel gift, basically (laughs) to ourselves. But it was wonderful. And yeah, Yeah. we were like, it's the breath of play. Thank you so much, Lego guys. (laughs) You've enriched our. And then we would go to like wine tastings and have a wine flight, and we'd be like, no, this wine flight, breath the play, breath the play. And we'd be like, you know what, this wine flight doesn't have breadth of play we were so annoying and then we were annoying about it on the show too and now we're annoying just, about it now so yeah it's a fun ism it's a sky talkers ism i still really like it um i think breadth of play is one of my favorite ways to describe star wars still and then we had a listener one time describe star wars as fractals rather than poetry at rhymes they described it as fractals which i'm also still very obsessed with that Same. description of star wars i think it's so accurate and good mm-hmm. anyway um I just have to end with my backup. Backup, now that we've talked about analyzing the end credits too, was in a similar vein to The Phantom Apprentice would be our discussion on Shadow Warrior and Far, Far Away in Ahsoka. Again, I think that's like everything in our fandom coming together Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the biggest way. Mm -hmm. And also the sweet spot for us in TV discussions. This is like two and three episodes before the finale and – it's like, yeah, it's that sweet spot of speculation and analysis and how things are going to wrap up and is really fun for us. So. Yeah. Yep. Dave Filoni cooking and us <laughs> eating it up. <laughs> like that's sort of how it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like cooking. I think that the he cooks was like the first time I was like, oh, I'm kind of old. Like I don't really know where that came from. And I didn't know what it meant the first time I saw it until I started seeing it again and again. It's like, wow, I think I missed when this became a thing. Yeah, because suddenly didn't Dave is cooking. Bad. No, I didn't. So that's I guess why. that's it. Yep. But Period. he's cooking. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to part three. Listen, big deal. You got another problem. Women always figure out the truth. Always. All right, part three things we're looking forward to in 2024. Uh, we alluded to this throughout the show, but. Star Wars movies, they're coming back. We know As of they're yesterday. Back. We got an announcement. Yeah. We are recording this on January 10th. Our anniversary is January January 11th. And yesterday, January 9th, is when Lucasfilm came out at noon and dropped a press release about at this the hour that, yeah, <laughs> that uh John Favreau is going to be directing a movie called I guess called unsure still called the Mandalorian and Grogu. And uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but Dave Filoni, Kathy Kennedy and John Favreau, where's Rick Famuyiwa? Who knows? Um, are producing it. I am excited about this. I know that it had some controversial takes online about this, but honestly get more star Wars and movie theaters. I am here for it. I, I need it. I'm very excited about this. I think, John Favreau's episode that we opened season two with of The Mandalorian 
he directed that episode. He hasn't directed a ton of episodes of The Mandalorian, actually. I think that's he didn't direct any in right? season three. No, only that yeah. one in season two. I think there might have been another one along the way, but that I one is it, such a cinematic episode and one that is sort of was always begging to be on the big screen. Like there's a full fledged aspect ratio shift in that episode. And it really worked so well for me on my Mandalorian rewatch that I was like, you know, I'm just going to say it again. Let him cook. Like I'm ready for that. Let's, let's do it. I don't know who's <laughs> writing it. I'm, I'm, but I'm sad. I'm seated. I'm ready. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm ready to see. Cause we've seen, we, when we went to the season three premiere, seeing the Mandalorian actually on the big screen there was super exciting was such an experience. And I think it'll be fun to like hear the crowd's reaction in the theater to Grogu. Honestly, yeah. it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It'll be a little bit capitalistic hell with the Grogu merch, but also, you know, I have, uh, I, I am, I'm like, one who partakes. So exactly. I am one who partakes also my giant Grogu squishmallow that I know you also have is sitting behind me right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm ready. I will say, I think probably the biggest critique overall is that I feel like we should maybe move away from the character name, title, name. Yeah. Pattern. You know, it's just, just so that it's it's going to sound like Lone Wolf and Cub, right? Like, no, but I just. That's why it's Mandalorian and Grogu. Then can like, we, can we add baby, baby Cart from Hell as a subtitle? Because they also Heck did yes. that. So uh, Heck, Lone Wolf yes. and Cub did that. So I think it, at least add a subtitle. Yeah. You know, I think that would, they might. I would. Yeah. I think that would be really fun, actually. Um, yeah. So I hope they do that. And But then sneakily in that announcement, they were like, oh, and also Dave Filoni is working on Ahsoka season two. Bye. I, it was What a choice <laughs> to sneak that into one press announcement. I think <laughs> it's kind of devious. I kind of love it because it's like, anyway, here's also this. And it's like, okay, great. <laughs> thanks. Um, and then today, actually, Star Wars posted a concept drawing from Dave Filoni, which it has been so, so long since we've gotten one. And it is so great. Years. It's Ahsoka and and Sabine on the hand that looks like the Mortis God hand. So I am so thrilled that we're getting a season two of Ahsoka. I was honestly on pins and needles about it. And I think that you can tell in our holiday um, special episode that we do with Blast Points and Talking Bay 94 that I'm like tapping my watch like where is the announcement like I need the I need season two being confirmed like I need to know where we stand with Star Wars need to be excited about something and I am so happy that we got this announcement it's great and hopefully Bad Batch is right around the corner with the final season that will devastate me I know but I feel like things are I think things are in motion you know and I that that's how I feel coming from these announcements and I'm still like so excited for the Ray movie. I can't wait to see mm-hmm. when, when that happens. I really was, I don't think anyone really knew which movie that they announced at celebration was going to come first. It honestly, the, when the movie was announced, I was like, when the movie yesterday was announced, I was like, Oh, does this mean Dave isn't doing his movie and it doesn't, that movie's coming later. So again, I will be seated. I will be sat. So it doesn't even really matter to me. Like I'm excited about all this, <laughs> but the the Ray movie, I think that for a while, a lot of people were thinking that that was the next one because there was been a lot of rumors about like, oh, when are they starting filming and things like that? But it does kind of seem like Mandalorian might be first. And 
I think it's interesting to reflect on the past couple years as a Star Wars fan and how, and we sort of reflected on it in part two, right? Where we were talking about like, what was it like to be so excited about movies and like movies being the anchor of Star Wars for so long? And of course, like we had the animated projects and things like that, but it really wasn't until the end of 2019 that we got Disney Plus and The Mandalorian and things really changed from there. And I miss Star Wars being in the movie theater so much. And I really feel like we, it makes sense for us. I understand why the Mandalorian and Grogu would be greenlit as a film, especially if it's a really cool story, which it probably is going to be one that needs to be closer to like an arc, AKA like an hour and a half to two hours or the, you know, the sweet spot of a star Wars movie, which is what, like two hours and 12 minutes. (laughs) And I think that that's, that makes sense to me after a couple years of the audience being familiar with star Wars as a television product I guess I know it's weird to say but it's kind of true to come back to the movie theater with the Mandalorian and Grogu aka like Disney's most successful characters the past couple years to come to to have a, a movie that hopefully is accessible for a lot of different people and doesn't rely on so much built upon lore um I hope that it's just a really fun adventure romp and I think that the way that season three ended with was really tied up in a a nice little bow that this could go anywhere and I could I I can fully picture I can picture a two hour and twelve minute movie of Man- the Mandalorian and Grogu going on a single adventure that doesn't have to be weighted down by the television format of longer episodes to get to the finale at the end like I'm ex- I'm excited for John Favreau to make a Star Wars movie you know. I'm sorry I monologued a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I I put on Twitter that I was ready for them to just go to IKEA for two hours and decorate their cute little house. Um, I think I would be sat seated and popped popcorn for that kind of movie yes. too. But no, I, I agree with you. Obviously, I don't think they'll be at IKEA, but I <laughs> I think that I think that'll be a fun adventure, right? That's 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 what we're talking about here. It's just like this return to film and to have kicked off Disney plus with the Mandalorian and now to potentially we're assuming at this point, kick off the return of star Wars to the movie theater with the Mandalorian, you know, it kind of makes sense. So I, you can see why they're doing it. And the cultural recognition of Grogu is honestly worth a lot of money. And it's the, that's kind of the end of it too, in a, in a certain vein. Right. Um, can't like leave that out I suppose but I think it will will just be really fun to see what they're doing and you know where the story continues if it then segues into a season four situation or or not or maybe another movie itself and I think it would be great to kind of I don't know I guess like (laughs) if I had to fully speculate right now um we've still got to finish you know everything going on with Dr. Pershing and the cloning aspect of everything and the force sensitive clones and and what was going on with Gideon so I can very easily see that kind of being the conclusion of the story uh, or in the film of like fully finding out what all of that was about and like Grogu's role in it and him kind of taking I guess like some leadership in that sense about about being force sensitive himself. I don't know. <laughs> Clearly I've thought about it a little bit, but I am excited for it. I'm excited for the announcement. Like you said, it just kind of came out of the blue and, you know, the Ahsoka announcement. Honestly, the Ahsoka announcement is what was the first thing I tweeted about. Totally. That's what I was super excited <laughs> for. <laughs> yeah, I think this one I need to chew on it a little. Like 
I needed to chew it on it a little bit more. The Ahsoka season two announcement that is great, yeah. perfect, amazing. Like, I perfect. just like I don't know. when I'll say it again. When will we get a Dave Filoni solo sketchbook slash concept art book? Art book. <sighs> we need it. I need it. I. It was so great to see the concept art that they posted of his. I it awoken something in me. And if you listen to our Ahsoka episodes and our revisiting Rebels episodes, we talk so much of honestly about some of the drawings that Dave posted during the Rebels era that it was like, oh wow, a new concept art to talk about. <laughs> so great. A new Dave drawing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no doubts that we're actually gonna see that, by the way. I I think that's a book? No, I don't know um, about a book, but the concept no drawing that was posted today I yeah. feel like we're gonna see something very close to that so oh yeah definitely definitely um but we still have Bad Batch season three to look forward to hopefully there's an announcement coming about that soon we saw a trailer for season three at celebration and it was great so I'm really I'm really excited to, to dive back into that world honestly I really want to do a Bad Batch season two honestly season one as well a whole Bad Batch rewatch um I listened back through to our finale episode of The Bad Batch of season two, and that episode is just so good, like the the episode of Bad Batch. And there's so many great episodes in season two. It's incredible. Uh, I really want to go back and rewatch the series. So I'm really hopeful that we definitely will do that before we get season three. Yeah, I'm really hopeful we get news about season three soon. Yeah, me too. Hopefully, maybe by the time of this being up, we will have news. Because oh, Jennifer tomorrow? Corbett, yeah, maybe posted something really cryptic. And yeah. you, Star Wars now seems to be cranking out the news. So in the pattern, it could happen on January well, that's 11th. True. It could, it could yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, but then we also have the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. Who knows when those are going to come out. Who but knows? But hopefully this year and we will be covering them and talking about them. <laughs> we'll be here. I'm really really looking forward to the accolade specifically i know next to nothing about skeleton crew we've talked about it a little bit on the show already but accolade we've seen clips from it we've seen clips from skeleton crew too it looks great both look really great and i cannot wait to dig deep into whatever forcey stuff they bring up in the accolade i think that that's what makes me the most excited is Mm -hmm. that they seem to be potentially exploring like origin i guess because we're going far back and before the phantom menace and things like that so intrigued to see what that all means and how it relates to the high republic and really really looking forward to that i have a really good feeling about 2024 i think i feel like 2023 was a such a weird year for us in the podcast i was pulling numbers and you know we produced half the episodes that we produced in 2022 last year. So I really want 2024 to be about like, I never fell out of love with Star Wars, but just falling in love with Star Wars and podcasting all over again and like reigniting that spark that really was within me in like 2017, 2018 when new things were on the horizon, like new movies and things that I was obsessed with. I can't wait to find out what that next thing is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun year. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what we're going to do on the show and what Star Wars is going to come out. And yeah, I think there's just going to be a lot of I think there's going to be a lot of fun episodes, honestly. The mm-hmm. Unlawful Good. 
unlawful good. I love it. I think it's going to be a Dexter Jetster kind of year. So <laughs> Sounds good. Great. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. We do have some big changes coming to the show that you'll hear about very soon. Um, we had hint, hint at X, Y, and Z at the end of our notes about this change that's coming. And I don't know how else to hint about it except for... I feel like this sounds om- ominous. It does sound a little ominous. It's a great change. I'm very excited about it. It's but big, nothing's really not changing, too. Like, don't get too freaked <laughs> out about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the substance ain't changing. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, you'll be able to hear it very soon uh, on our upcoming episodes. And we'll be sure to talk about it when it happens. It's yeah. a it's a big, small deal. So it, Totally. And it's yeah. great. I think you guys are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Very much so. But I think that's kind of it, right? From our yeah. celebration of seven whole freaking years of podcasting. It's so insane. That's wild. Truly, truly wild. And of course, we have to thank you guys for listening for the past seven years from 2017 all the way through 2023 and for sticking with us through the strike and everything that came with that. We honestly, it just, it means so much to us to still be doing this, to still have people listening to us. Um, We say it a lot, but we don't take for granted that we get to be a part of your Star Wars experience in any small way. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening and for sharing the show and for talking about it and just for enjoying it because we enjoy doing it and it's great to to know that you guys like listening to it. So thank you. And every great opportunity that we've been able so lucky to have is because of you guys listening. So thank you. Thank you so much. We really, really just mean so much to us. Yeah, absolutely. I can't say it better than what you said, but honestly, I just want to underscore thank you all so much for supporting us during the fact that we had to take basically five months off of podcasting. And that's a big change. And I just, I, I get anxiety sometimes that we didn't thank you guys enough for standing by us and understanding because we got so many, it's just, that was really difficult. Um, And I I don't want to take away from the people who are actually striking but it was hard for us to obviously this thing that we really really love last year it was tough for us to like put that on the shelf for a little bit and you guys still stood by us afterwards when we came back and it's so we're so thankful for that so mm-hmm. like Caitlin said I hope that you all understand how grateful we are every day f- that you listen and that you make us part of your Star Wars experience it's the craziest thing ever and like one of the biggest joys in my whole life yeah. And I'm excited 2024 has in store for us the Dexter Jetster unlawful good year of 2024 for Sky Talker. <laughs> 2024 just has a good ring to it. The even numbers, it does. the like addition. Love even yeah, it's just it's really good. And I feel mm-hmm. I feel good about it. Okay. It's gonna the be the numerology great. of it yeah. is is it's so strong. Trending positive. Yeah, it's so strong. It is. All right. Well, I think that is gonna wrap up this episode. Thank you guys again. We're so excited to celebrate another year of Sky Talkers, and we hope you guys are too. If you want to talk to us about Star Wars, your Star Wars dinner party, or what your favorite episodes from us have been over the past years, we would love to hear it. You can find us on Twitter slash X at Sky Talkers Pod or our personal handles. Charlotte's is at Crarity and mine is at Caitlin Plusher. We also have our website, skytalkers.com, our Instagram, TikTok, all good places to find us. Um, and if you have a second and would like to give us a birthday present, 
present. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify um, or share in real time that you're listening to the show with a screenshot. So share it to your Instagram story, Facebook story, Twitter, wherever your social media of choice is and tag us. And we would love to repost and share that as well. And if you're looking for other ways to support us, you can head on over to our Patreon, check out our reward tiers there and find out how to get involved in our honestly incredible um, Discord community. Yeah. We never really talk too much about our Patreon community, but we have a great Discord community that we talk about all the new shows, a bunch of movies and all things Star Wars. It's a, it's such a great community. I'm so thankful for it. And then also on our Patreon at different tiers, I release episodes early and we do bonus episodes and there's a whole back catalog of bonus episodes too if you just want to listen to more of us. And those go way back. Like they're very unhinged. So if you're interested, there, <laughs> there they are. And I want to say a big, big, huge thank you to these patrons. Molly, Joey, Jackson, Lakshana, Matt, Stephanie, Raphael, Sarah, Tom, Kimberly, Courtney, Megan, Catherine, Adam, Sophie, Lady Valkyrie, Emma, Blessed Cheesemaker, The Morning's Hush, Neil, Savannah, Jennifer, Ella, Kels, Travis, Allie, Bridget, and Daniel. Thank you so much for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys so much. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Thank you.